out there. I'm Pat Foley, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Artbeat Northwest. Each week, we interview someone from the visual arts or the performing arts and talk about goings-on in our local art scene here. And today, we're talking about urban artworks in Seattle. With us is artist Kathleen Warren, proud director of urban artworks for 10 of its 24 years. She loves to make things happen and get to know new people and opinions all the way along the way and change the cityscape in the meantime. (laughs) Originally from South Carolina, she now considers herself a Seattleite. Welcome to the show, Kathleen. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Great. We're so happy you could come in. But before we get started with Urban Artworks, Let's talk about what's ahead for Artbeat Northwest. By the way, Artbeat Northwest is a nonprofit with ads donated to Bellevue Arts Museum and Pratt Fine Arts Center. And our mission is to promote the visual and performing arts in the Pacific Northwest. Looking ahead, on Tuesday, March 18th, Robin Siegel, whose new show of contemporary oil painting opens this month at Seattle Art Museum, will be on the show. And on Tuesday, March 26th, it's Georgetown Art Attack, their monthly evening gallery openings. And then Vogue Studios, a gallery celebrating both visual and performing artists who are over 50, will be the topic, April 2nd. And on April 9th, we'll cover the beloved Seattle Recycled Art Festival, which, by the way, will be in South Seattle this year. Lots of exciting programs ahead, so be sure to listen. We'll be back shortly talking with Kathleen Warren. Stay tuned to Artbeat Northwest. Support for Artbeat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center, offering year-round classes for youth, teens, and adults. Located in the central area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute beginners and established professional artists work side-by-side, creating art in glass, metal, stone, and wood sculpture, jewelry and metal smithing, painting, drawing, printmaking, and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at Pratt.org. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're here talking with Kathleen Warren, tenure director <laughs> of Urban Artworks. And what, in a nutshell, is Urban Artworks? You've made a profound difference in the Seattle cityscape. But what are you? <laughs> well, our mission is to create public art that empowers youth and transforms community. But um, we're a little more specific than that and that we work mostly with adjudicated youth. So youth that have been on, in trouble or um, are currently on probation. And we work with King County Superior Court to pay them an hourly wage to install these public works for the city of Seattle and the greater King County area. So we're a work training program disguised as something really fun, which is a mural production company. So we work with local artists and also international artists to design these works and install them with these teenagers who our hope is that their next step in life will be um, you know, high school graduation and no recidivism rate, you know, low recidivism rates, and hopefully we set them up for success in their next job because we've provided this work training through the creation of murals. And so they actually are, uh, this is a paying job for these juveniles, mm-hmm. and they, uh, now the artist designs the mural, and then what is the role of the students? So um, every job kind of just starts with an idea. So whether it's a building owner that owns a wall and is having vandalism problems and wants to see some art on it, Um, It all starts there. And if we're able to involve 
the youth in the design process. We always do. Um, That's nice. Yeah. Sometimes there's a client that it's going to take a very long time to get approved or they want something very specific and a specific style. So we'll hire the right artist to design that. And then essentially what we do is we lay it out into a giant coloring book so that any skill level, whether they're 14 or 18 or 48, can come in and help us paint that mural. Um, So it's a group collaborative effort. And so now you also train uh, these young people. Uh, You have a studio. How does that work? Yeah, our studio is located in the Inscape Arts Building, which was the old immigrations building. And it's kind of on the cusp of the Soto neighborhood and the ID. And we do some basic art lessons. A lot of youth come with no art training because they're not getting it in school like they used to. So just basic. Well, but are some of them gra- graffiti artists? Yeah. So, so, yeah. <laughs> so people get asked this a lot. So some of our youth have been in trouble for graffiti and have come to us because they need a creative outlet to to teach them how to do it legally and have pride in what we produce. Yeah, (laughs) Um, is a really valuable lesson that is really fun to see them light up when they realize that if you ask permission, it it might stay a little longer. (laughs) And also, if they have a part in this, um, they don't want their friends to put graffiti over the top. Yeah. So that's kind of a selling point. Do you find that your murals don't get as much graffiti as blank walls do, or how does that work? Yeah, and that's a big selling point for when we're talking to people about using their walls for art, um, is that it it does drastically limit the amount of vandalism that occurs. Because like you said, if there's a blank wall where you could put your graffiti up versus a beautiful piece of art, and maybe even know the people who made it or have respect for the artist who made it, you're less likely to touch it. So it really does help deter vandalism. Now, how do you arrange to have uh, all of these uh, murals painted because it seems like you have to have a lot of give and take between. First of all, where do you put them? Because I think it's amazing how many different places these murals uh, have gone in the, how many years? 24. 24 years (laughs) that this group has been together. Yeah, well, my theory is we'll paint anything and everything. At least we'll try it once. So we paint walls. We've painted pillars under the interstate. One of the biggest projects we ever did was on 7th and Cherry downtown underneath I-5. Our our team of a lot of volunteers and youth painted 72 of the pillars that hold up I-5. We were all very sore at the end of the summer, but it it turned out really beautifully. We also decorate the traffic signal boxes that control the traffic lights all around town. Uh It was a pilot program that we started about... 10 years ago, and it's really taken off. A lot of neighborhoods are starting to do it on their own now. Um, roundabouts, you know, anything really. <laughs> it's, it's, I know you've done schools. Yeah, uh, we send teaching artists into public schools as well as just communities who need facilitation of a mural when they have an idea and funding, but they don't quite have the tools and know how to do it. We host corporate uh, community days, too, that they want to give back to their community, and we engage employees. So a little bit of everything. The The, the core of our programming is really the the adjudicated youth, but we we reach our we have our hands in a lot of different projects around town. <laughs> so how did this group get started? Uh, yeah, we were started in around 1995. Our founder, Mike Perringer, who actually passed away this year, um, he was a Soto business owner. And at the time, that neighborhood was kind of a forgotten land. No one really lives there. So who's going to take care of it? It's just right. industrial. Um, he, he organized a community cleanup day where they picked up trash and painted over graffiti and engaged a bunch of um, other organizations that work with teenagers to install murals along the busway, like where the light rail goes now. Um, it was really successful, and from there we turned into a nonprofit so that we could operate all year um, and continue to engage youth in after-school programs as well as summer programs. 
Um, so it was, it was one of those great ideas that someone cared a little bit, and then it turned into a big life-changing thing for a lot of people. So as a nonprofit, who supports you? Um, we, like a typical nonprofit, we do rely on donations and, we, and grants from foundations. Um, but we also are really lucky in the sense that when we have a, when someone wants a mural, um, they can commission it. So um, all the fees for the mural go back into supporting our youth programming, um, paying the artists a fair wage, and buying supplies and things like that. So um, we're, we're unique in that sense, but we do, we do rely on donations and, and grants, and we have fundraising events as well. Uh, so the building owners actually pay for the mural, which is, they should, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're beautiful. They're just beautiful pieces of art. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Listeners, you need to go on the website. Why don't you give them the website now? We'll give uh, yeah. it later, too. Our website is www.urbanartworks.org. And we have a mural gallery that showcases most of our work, but not all. We haven't captured all of the work over the 24 years. But And you will be impressed with the quality, uh, the artistic expression, uh, the wonderful color. It's really beautiful artwork. Thank you. Very impressive. But you also have this fundraiser. So let's talk about that right now because we're talking about funding. Mm -hmm. Um, We have our second annual gala um, coming up. It's called Brushed Up. It's our play on kind of getting dressed up, but with the brush in it, paintbrush. Um, It's on April 19th at the Fremont Foundry. um, And it's going to be a wonderful seated dinner. Uh, Tom Douglas's chef Desi does this colorful array of food, creative oh, food. Oh, how wonderful. It's, it's a piece of art in its own. So um, there'll be a Tom, silent. With yeah. Tom Douglas, everybody's <laughs> got to go, yeah. right? So there'll be silent and live auction items that are kind of geared towards, our, you know, our, our mission and taste and art. So um, it's always a really fun way to kind of get to know the people behind the scenes of our, of our program. So do you have some interesting stories of turnarounds of some of these uh, youth who've kind of been a little bit in trouble and started working with the mural project? Yeah, well, I have two, two things. One, um, I mentioned that our founder passed away, and we actually just started a foundation or a scholarship fund in his honor to hire youth back who have graduated the program but would like to stay. Maybe they've aged out, but they would like to come on as a mentor to the next group of youth. So that's been really successful so far. We have a young lady who went through the program and just was really sad to leave and, and was having a hard time finding work because um, she had something on her record. Um, and she came back, and now she's mentoring the next group of youth. Um, but probably my favorite story is um, a young man who came to us when he was 15, um, who, and he was caught for graffiti. Um, his name is Jesse, and he knows I love him and talk about him all the time, so it's <laughs> fine. Um, but he, um, he never left the program. He, he volunteered forever. He eventually became the art director. Um, now he's in his 30s living in Los Angeles and is a very well-known professional designer, um, and he attributes his time at Urban Artworks to that moment where someone took interest in his work and really told him, you can do this, and here's how, um, and you can be successful, and he took it to heart and um, thanks us all the time for it. So I wasn't there then, but I'll, I'll take the credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Well, okay, so let's um, talk about your Young Curators Program, mm-hmm. and you have a Young Curators mm-hmm. Program that you work with. Yeah. How does that work? Um, it's something that I thought of um, that it's ever-evolving, but we really wanted to teach the process of public art. It's one thing to go out and paint for a few days and to install a mural, but what people don't know is 
from from the day you have the idea to the day you put paint on the wall, there's a lot of administrative work. There's a lot of touching the wall to see if it's even viable to paint, um, scouting locations, applying for permits, going through historic review boards. None of it's very glamorous. But what it does is when you teach a youth to do that, when they see public art as they're walking around the city, they realize how much went into it. Ah. So there's an appreciation, right, that you, no one just put it up overnight. Um, there's a lot of people involved, and it really does take a village to get these projects off the ground, especially on public property. Um, so the goal with that was just it's a teach a man to fish kind of situation, right? You're, you're not just doing it once. You're teaching the formula to making it happen again, and hopefully these youth become advocates for public art in the future and can continue to change their communities even when they're not part of our program. So not only do they appreciate the art more, but they probably work, learn to some of the machinations of government so that they can maybe have a stronger influence in other ways. Yeah, uh, just a different understanding. Mm -hmm. Kind of peeling, peeling, pulling back the curtains a little bit on that. And then you also have an after-school mural program. Yes. And that's the one you talked about before. Where yeah, so that we're a year-round operation. So um, Monday through Thursday, 4.30 to 6.30, teenagers come to our studio to paint. Um, on Sometimes on plywood, if the sun's out, we'll go on to a job site. Um, but that's the paid work training program. And in the summer, it's longer hours, so it's 10.30 to 3.30 that they come and work with us. Okay, so it sort of keeps these people occupy mm-hmm. during critical hours. Right. right? Well, you've heard the <laughs> and learning. Yeah. So just keeping hands busy and having a safe, warm space with good snacks and music to come to, it, it makes a big difference in a lot of their lives. So what have been some of your favorite projects that you've done? <laughs> I think I mentioned the the pillars under I five. I, yeah. I truly I truly encourage everyone to go stand by one of those and look up and just experience how large it is on Cherry and uh, 7th downtown. The amount of work that it went, went into that, we had over 200 volunteers come help us over the summer. And oh, wow. there's a lot of hands on the project. Um, I think it emotionally is a hard place because it was near Harborview Hospital, near the jail. There's a lot of commotion. So it was a really like a humanity study too, to interact with the people of the city and tell them about the project. Um, It just really is beautiful. It was designed by Nathan Watkins and installed by our our team. Wonderful (laughs) cooperative effort, right? But it's already time for a break. We've been talking about Urban Artworks with Kathleen Warren. And we'll be right back with more on Artbeat Northwest. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Through March 24th, see Dylan Newworth, Omnia. Newworth is a contemporary artist working with light, space, and interactive technologies. The exhibition traces a metaphorical life cycle from the cosmic to the personal, including work in video, performance, sculpture, and neon. The museum's fifth biennial, BAM Biennial 2018, BAM Glass-tastic will be on view from November 9th through April 14th. This juried exhibition showcases the best work in glass from 48 established and emerging Northwest artists, craftspeople, and designers. For more information, visit BellevueArts.org. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're here talking with Kathleen Warren nine-year director of Urban Artworks. And Kathleen, let's talk about your artists. You know, Mm when they're talking about Technicolor artwork, uh, how do you find 
these wonderful artists that design all of these works. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're so talented. <laughs> Are they all here in our city or where do they come from? Uh, they're from all over the place. Um, honestly, we would be nothing without them. So I have to say, you know, I say thank you. F- thank you for your kind words, but really thank them for working with us. Um, we, we have we get a lot of emails, a lot of a lot of resumes sent our way, a lot of work samples, a lot of Instagram messages. Um, oh, of, so artists contact you. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of artists who are working small want to learn how to go large. And one of my favorite things is teaching that process. Um, and seeing them and watching. Isn't that kind of a, you know, an artist thing that they always <laughs> want to do bigger? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's nice, too, because you're working in your studio and you're in the silo, but then suddenly you get a mural up and everyone's interacting with your art. Yeah. Um, we also, like I said earlier, um, with with my favorite story of Jesse, he he designs for us still. So we have oh. these alumni. He's not the only one um, who've graduated our program that have come back and said, I'd love to be considered as a teacher. I'd love to be considered as a designer and give back to this program that it, it gave a lot to me. Um, but we also do our, our due diligence of like looking online and looking for things that would be appropriate for certain projects and looking for people who would be really good working with our population. Um, it's not always, it's not always easy to find someone who's a great designer and also a great teacher. So um, we sometimes pair a teacher and a designer together to use uh, their talents. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Um, because they're definitely different talents. Yes, they are. And sometimes they work together, but sometimes not. Um, yeah, so we have a we have a roster that we pull f- of people that we really love to work with, that we have a lot of experience with, who are wonderful with our teenagers. Um, and then we're always just looking for fresh new designs so that the city can keep experiencing, you know, fresh art so that we're not hiring the same people over and over again. <laughs> so what are the trends in mural art right now? Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't even know how to say it uh, without visuals, but there's a shadow trend of playing with silhouettes of shadows and different images within them that I'm seeing a lot. It's hard to explain, but you'll see it popping up more and more. more also, and more. text-based uh, messages are really popular as well, I think, uh, right now. In art, in small art, too, a mm-hmm. lot of text. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of uh, new types of designs. Now, how does the artist and you and the building owner decide on what's going to be there and how's that negotiation mm-hmm. go? Um, if the building owner is commissioning it, they have a little more say than if they're just giving us a wall to do something for free. So oh, if they're putting oh, money okay. into it, there's a little more of a design process there. Um, but we really start with, you know, tell me about, your business, what's in here? Let's talk about the neighborhood. Let's like think about who who is this mural going to serve? Who's going to see it every day? Yeah. Um, and start from there. And we talk about what do you want and what don't you want is yeah. as important. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> and then we work with the artists to kind of make sure that they're the proper designer for that theme and a little bit back of back and forth. But we try to get on the right track as soon as possible. And then, like I said, when appropriate and when we have time, the youth get involved. So we love to have clients come in and tell our youth about what their business is and what they what they picture for this mural. And then the youth will um, sketch or write down words of inspiration and we'll take that and develop in, into a design. So every project's a little different, but we're very accommodating and love to give artists freedom, but also love to Please, building owners. <laughs> you sound like a superb negotiator to <laughs> it, me. <laughs> it took me, I, I like to say I'm bilingual. I can talk to clients and artists in that way and translate it because um, I think sometimes that can be a hard conversation to have when an artist has a lot of pride in their work. So it's taken me years to get there, but I feel like, yes, I can, I'm very diplomatic when it comes to <laughs> design negotiations. 
And now you said on on your website that you were working uh, with Urban Artworks for like four years and all of a sudden it came to you what you really should be doing in your own mind to, you know, I mean, you Mm -hmm. sort of had this Mm -hmm. moment uh, yeah, how was, did what was that? I was it was kind of like I was following someone else's recipe, you know, that had been for 14 years before me, and uh, I just decided to add a little paprika or something to it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think that we had, you know, in Seattle at the time, murals were not very popular, and people had an idea of what community or youth-involved art might look like, and I realized that it doesn't have to look like youth art. It can oh. be it can be created by the youth and it can be inspired by the youth, but you can hire different designers every time to translate those ideas into a really amazing design that both the designer and the the youth team are proud of. And so that really opened a lot of doors for us to collaborate with some people that I never or artists that I never thought I'd even have the privilege of emailing with. So it just upped our game a little bit, I guess. There's a mindset. Sound, yes, <laughs> it sounds like it really gave you an open door to actually hire quality art. Yeah, yeah, or, or just like reinventing what's possible when you're working with teenagers, whether they've had art experience or not. They're just as capable as anyone else, regardless of their age, to create something really cool if you give them the tools and the outline to do that. Now, do these building owners often come to you and ask you to put a mural on your building or do you recruit them or how does that work? Yeah, it's it's about 50-50. We get a lot of calls from businesses or construction sites saying, like, we want to give back to the neighborhood during construction or um, we have this wall we're worried about that we, that's getting vandalized. Um, can you put something up or can we work with the community? Um, but then I will, my coworker, Lena, and I both have a problem. Our phones are just full of empty walls, just photos of empty walls, hundreds <laughs> of them. Um, because <laughs> as you're walking around the city, you just have so many ideas. Um, the so whole city's a canvas. <laughs> so do you have a lust to put a big mural on every blank everything, wall? Everything. Not every wall needs a mural, but there's a lot of walls that would be better with them. Some walls are beautiful the way they are. Um, but Oh, that's great that you have all these pictures of empty walls and uh, things that you could do with them, I'm sure, in mind. Mm -hmm. Are you funded through the Seattle Office of Arts and Culture or any of those organizations that seem to fund uh, public art projects? Yeah, we get um, sustained support from the Office of Arts and Culture and also from For Culture. Um, So it's it's unrestricted funds. that can, you know, help keep the lights on and necessarily aren't necessarily project based, which is really nice. And in fact, I was going to mention Soto Track, which is a project that we just um, helped with um, with for culture was a three year project to reimagine all of the murals along the busway where we began our where our legacy began. Um, And it was over 30 murals in three years. Um, And so it's two linear miles from um, Chinatown to Georgetown. So if, if anyone's interested in some of the most epic art that Seattle has, sototrack.com is um, one of our partners, um, and that's for culture. So County Now County. you said that you are reimagining the art. What are you doing with the art? Well, we painted all of the murals on the back of the warehouses down there 20 years ago, and they were oh. faded and tagged, and it was time. Um, and we've been talking about it, and for culture had been getting requests to repair it for years, and finally um, they just— Made it happen. Um, found the funding. Talked to local business owners. Curated oh, a beautiful stretch of art, piece of art. Yeah. 
So did you just repair and refresh the ones that were there, or did you do new ones? Complete re- redo. So all new artists, all new designs. Um, Probably more sophisticated yes. designs. Yes, so it was artists, half before. local and half visiting, and um, our teens got to work on the ones that were safe enough for them, that were low enough to the ground for them to work on. Um, so they got to meet some really impressive artists that um, they probably wouldn't have met otherwise. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so how long did it take you to complete that? It was three years, but only we only painted in the summers. So it was about three total months of painting, maybe more. Um, but a lot of behind the scenes. For Culture really did a lot of behind the scenes, knocking on doors and fundraising and getting uh, industrial business owners to change their mind about what murals might mean. <laughs> ah. <laughs> now, how, does, uh, how do these projects create a sense of community mm-hmm. among not just your group and the students but and the artists but everyone mm-hmm. um well there's there's really amazing community groups that that make things happen it's not just urban artworks making it happen sometimes we will only spend a day helping facilitate but really it's all the community members that will find matching funds through the city or fundraise within their own communities that bring their communities together they do a public call to artists they do a public voting, um, and then they have days where the community can actually paint. Um, so those are the most proud projects, right, where it's really a village making it happen, mm-hmm. um, and that our teenagers get to be a part of that and see the love and care that people have for their communities. Um, it helps, you know, we've had murals where we paint an underpass, and then all of a sudden the city installs lights because someone cares Ooh. for it, so they'll start <laughs> caring for it. People pick up trash because they want it to look nice because the mural's there. Um, so it, it's very successful, I think, in that regard. So what has kept you going over these 10 years as director of this Urban Artworks organization? Besides coffee? Um, Besides coffee? (laughs) (laughs) I really love working with the artists, and I really love um, the moments where we get to hand teenagers their first check. And I really love driving around the city and seeing the impact that we make. Um, it's, it's a big impact, isn't it's, it? <laughs> it is. It's really cool. I can't think of a lot of jobs that are that way, where you literally just get to drive by all of the work that has been created because of your organization. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, we are already running <laughs> out of time. It went so fast. Thank you so much, Kathleen, for coming in and talking to us about urban artwork. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, how can we go online to find out more and view all of these wonderful artworks? Of course, you want to see them in person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you see them online, then you can go see them in person, mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, you can um, find us online at www.urbanartworks.org and also on Instagram at urbanartworks, one word. We have a lot of content on there as well. Um, and if you would like to volunteer or donate or commission a mural, our website has forums for all of those things. So um, we'd love to hear from you. And we didn't get to talk that much about volunteering, but they appreciate volunteers, Always. too. All nonprofits do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you'll be impressed with their quality uh, and their artistic innovation on all of these murals. Be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. drive time for Artbeat Northwest. I'm your host, Pat Polly, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great, creative week.